0: It's the Happy Horror Coffee Break, where your host, Brandon McFadden, reads creepy pasta stories for you. Every Friday is a new episode. (laughs) Come join us. Bring your own damn coffee.
1: Welcome back
0: that's Sabrina
1: and that's Corinne
0: this is probably gonna confuse people even more that I just introduced you and you introduced me because people have a hard time distinguishing our voices
1: anyway yeah well whatever it's fine
0: we do they what can we deal
1: want
0: with it um okay so you had mentioned to me and multiple people had mentioned to me the show mind hunters oh my gosh are you watching it? I watched four episodes last night, and I lost my shit because... It's so good. It's everything. It's, like, true crime, it's murderers, it's psychology, it's everything, forensics.
1: It's so good.
0: And I don't know if you know this about me, but my favorite serial killer is Ed Kemper.
1: Wait, that's your favorite serial killer? Yeah. Wait, I thought the show was Ed Gein.
0: No, it's Ed Kemper. He's the co-ed killer. Ed Kemper is the co ed killer that was like six foot ten, had really bad mommy issues, murdered a bunch of girls, and then he murdered his own mom and did inappropriate things with her okay. head. And then Ed Gein also had mommy issues, murdered people, and then he turned articles in his house into, like, into. people into yeah. articles in his house. Like, he had a lampshade made of someone's skin.
1: Yeah, and he and used yeah. skulls as bowls. Wait, okay, right. so who is it that killed? his grandparents and went to like a psych ward for a few years when he was young because I thought that was Ed Gein but maybe it was Ed Kemper he had he had some serious
0: issues because his mom was mentally abusive and she's she had made him sleep in the basement on this like cold bare mattress because she thought like he was like 10 years old at this point so very damaging she thought that he was going to rape his sister I don't know about the grandparents. I can't remember. Maybe I'm
1: making all this stuff up. But I could have sworn that there was one of – one of the Eds killed his grandparent. But he – so he went to a psych ward and basically was there and cozied up to all of the doctors and people there. And, like, they loved him so much that he would – he started getting chores and tasks and taking things to other patients So much so that he would read their files and learned what it meant to be a sane person and what the doctors looked for in a normal human. And he mimicked them. Maybe it's like an Ed thing. It's
0: the Eds, man. I love the Eds. Watch out for all Eds. Fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, and they might kill you. Wait, my grandpa's name is Ed.
1: Is he a killer?
0: No, he's the nicest man. He just drinks a lot of wine and. (laughs) kicks it. Oh. We hang. You know what? We hang. Um, But yeah, so anyway, Mindhunters blew my mind because it was so good. And it's one of those shows where you actually have to pay attention the entire time or you're going to miss something. And it's just so fascinating that you don't want to do anything else. Like, oftentimes I'm guilty of being on my phone or doing Mm -hmm. something while I'm like half watching a show. But no. Um, But also, how, how did they find that actor who plays Ed Kemper? Because... I gasped when I saw him because he looked so accurate, so much like Ed Kemper.
1: And he's a great actor. Oh my god, he's amazing. I buy everything that he does.
0: I was like, he, his portrayal of Ed Kemper is reminding me of Charlize Theron when she was, um, Eileen Warnos.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: She's one of the most notorious female serial killers. Oh wow. She's crazy.
1: And Charlize Theron played her.
0: Yes, and looked so much like her. Anyway, uh, I
1: love mine hunters. It's so good. I I'm only on episode three, but oh, I'm one ahead. <laughs> I know, but the stuff that they talk about is so incredible, and I think it's fascinating that the FBI and police, met, like all like federal um, agencies, didn't care about the psyche of like, these serial killers. They're like, you'll never understand them they are crazy and they just kill people and we'll never understand them it doesn't matter like we'll never be able to but yes right and they didn't want to
0: spend the time and resources on these people they're like they're awful people our job was to lock them up not to do anything else our job is done let them rot but it's like no
1: yeah you can learn so much so much yeah like just studying them as people and like the way they react to you questioning them
0: it's literally silence of the lambs yes so good i had did you ever see the second movie silence of the Lambs? no, no. did we already talk about this i don't know maybe uh, well there's a scene hey. where someone gets attacked by pigs wild pigs and Aww. i used to have a dream after i saw that movie the pigs were attacking me It was very scary which is so sad because it's your favorite animal i know they turned against me just like my yeah. american girl doll in my dreams when i was younger
1: your american girl doll turned against you
0: Yeah, I used to have a dream that I would go to Girl Scout camp with my American Girl doll, Samantha, and she would try to lure me into the woods. It was very scary.
1: Well, dolls are terrifying. We should do an episode about dolls. We have to do an episode about
0: dolls. That's such a good idea. They
1: freak me out.
0: Okay. Wait. What? That should be the episode that we do that thing.
1: (gasps) Oh, that's creepy.
0: Okay, we don't have to say anything else. Okay.
1: That's it's it. a surprise. We're planning things without you knowing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, I, I started a new podcast today.
1: Oh, you started your own new
0: podcast without me?
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: mm-hmm. called The Different Types of Mac and Cheese with Corinne.
1: You just make mac and cheese on, and talk about it on your podcast? And I talk
0: about what they taste like.
1: Yep. It's like wine yeah. tasting but mac and cheese tasting? Right. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we just do that? Change of plans. And then we'll like, what if, oh, I have a good idea. What if we do a mac and cheese tasting podcast where we eat mac and cheese and talk about it, but while talking about ghosts?
0: One of two things will happen. It will either ruin my experience of mac and cheese or everything will be heightened because it will be two things that I love.
1: Yeah, or it will make you feel more comfortable to talk about ghosts because you're like eating comfort food the whole time.
0: Right. Things to think about
1: hmm And we can – and then it would, like, be even more friendship for us. And it's vegetarian, so you can have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have a really bad tummy ache.
0: That's very unfortunate for you. You should start eating more unhealthy like me because then nothing hurts <laughs> your stomach. You're just stomach of steel.
1: Take whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's why you're tiny and I weigh a lot
1: heavier than I – than I look. Oh my gosh, this can't be a pattern. We need to stop talking about that. Currently, you are a beautiful human being.
0: I'm just saying it's harder to kidnap me than it looks. It's
1: harder to kidnap you than
0: it looks. I am harder to kidnap.
1: We had a we're, our intro is going on a long time, and I still have something to say. But when we when it was Emma's birthday, we were all sitting around outside, and we were we were talking about like all of our friends fighting our friends and who would win. And I'm pretty sure you were up at the top. <gasps> no way yeah and we did pairings we're like who would be like Freya versus Emma and you were who up won. You wait were can up I there.
0: guess who who wins yeah sure was it Lee
1: so Lee was up there it was because I feel like I could
0: beat a lot of people but I think Lee would beat me
1: we were okay so the ones at the top were Caitlin Lee you and then we said Freya had some like fight in her because
0: Freya is scrappy. It would be no rules.
1: Right. I like how this was the question this year for our
0: friends. And last year we were like, he's going to get engaged first. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Caitlin, so now we have to move on to other things. Like We run out of topics,
1: so who's going to beat each other <laughs> <laughs> And then I made the joke that instead of uh, a slumber party next year, I'm going to make it as a cover that it's a slumber party, but we sh- everyone would show up and I'd have a, like, a boxing ring. Fight out. club? Fight club. <laughs> So you're gonna have to come back for that one, Corinne.
0: Yeah, we all take turns braiding cornrows into each other's hair, and, and then we find each You know how I feel other.
1: about cornrows.
0: You love cornrows. They're my favorite. <laughs> okay, well, should we talk about haunted hotels? I mean, wait, yes, what but are we first, right? haunted hospitals. <laughs> it's an H word. It's been a very long week.
1: Um, but before we talk about um hospitals someone direct messages messaged us on instagram and i have to read it to you i was so excited by it so she said i live alone in new jersey whoop whoop uh so i get scared when i listen to your podcast so i only listen when i'm running with my dog so I get your episode all set up to run, and you start doing the fucking trail I was running on. Oh. I have never been so scared or ran harder, but you guys are amazing, <laughs> and it really helped my adrenaline. This is exactly what we wanted. I know. I was so excited by it. One, because they're from New Jersey, and then two, the fact that, like, what What are the chances? Wait, so was it, were
0: they doing the New Jersey Devil? The Batona Hiking Trail. No. <laughs>
1: What are the chances? That is awesome. Best workout of her life. And it's funny because in that episode, we talked about how we run, I run faster because I pretend like something's chasing me. Right. So I imagine she had the best run of her life. Her dog was probably like, what are you doing, mom? Slow down. <laughs> so tired. Poor dog. Oh, poor dog. Smart
0: to bring your dog, though. Yeah. Also, side note. Sure. I know most of our audience. We definitely have male listeners, but the majority, via our statistics, eighty five
1: percent.
0: Yep. So there's this thing that I bought. You can get it on Amazon. It's like twelve ninety nine. I would highly recommend it. I think I've showed you, Sabrina. It's called Go Guarded. What is it? And it's a ring. So you wear it when you're running or walking, hiking, whatever. You wear it as a ring, and it's kind of like the in the shape of a triangle. And there's a knife. Covered by rubber. So if you just like touch anyone, you're not going to hurt anyone because there's rubber. But if you need to fight, whether it be a person or an animal, if you make a fist, it turns from just like a little rubber, like big ring, to a knife to just jab someone with. What? And the edges are serrated. So if ever maybe you get caught on something, you could potentially cut yourself out.
1: That's smart. Isn't that shitty that we have to do that, though? It is.
0: It's exactly like the whole, the status going around the Me Too. Yeah. It's like if we... That was a hard day. If no one was an attacker, we wouldn't have to learn how to be victims.
1: It's not fun, let me tell
0: you. Should we talk about some of the victims in our hotels? I mean,
1: hospitals! God! Hospitals. Hospitals. Yes. Let's talk about hospitals, Corinne, not hotels. (gasps) Leia's talkative today.
0: She's getting right up in the microphone, (laughs) butt in your face.
1: (laughs) She wants to be the star of our podcast.
0: She basically is. The best is when people, it's happened a few times where people think that they hear something in the background, and then you'll find that it's just, like, Leia in the distance being like,
1: (laughs) or i feel bad because sometimes our uh, headphones echo and then we it sounds like there's a voice talking in the background
0: that happens frequently. as you turn down your
1: headphone volume but
0: uh, or like a tv in the background or someone doing something in the kitchen we live with people we're not right we're not quite that adult where we have our own places yet right. there's a lot of background noise
1: i do like when people are like i'm onto something there's there's a ghost in your recording well,
0: there have been a few where people have spotted stuff, and we're like, we have no explanation for this. Shh.
1: I know. Well, Hi-ya. yeah, that one, that one sound in um, I can't remember what episode it was, but someone, I, I cannot, I don't know what it is. It sounds like a weird metal. It's in yeah, alien it's while I'm talking sound. Yeah,
0: and then there was another one. You were reading someone's story. I think it was the reincarnation story, and there was clicking over the entire yeah, time that you were weird. talking and only while you were telling the story and then nothing. Yeah. Nothing before, nothing after.
1: Also, remember that day we recorded and I felt very weird and so then we like ended up recording again? Mm-hmm. I really think it was the story I chose. It was the, it was a reincarnation episode. Well, did this week affect you? Are we feeling good? No, I feel, I really am, I like this, this topic. I feel like it's. It was really hard. I wanted to find a hospital that is still open and not, like, an abandoned building. But I realized most hospitals would probably, like, squash any reports of haunted – of it being haunted because that would take away business. So it was really hard to find. But all
0: hospitals are haunted. So many people die there.
1: Yeah. So much residual energy. Yeah. And most of the stories are, like, from – it's personal stories on creepypasta of people who work in hospitals, but they don't name the name of the hospital. And, oh. Right? Hmm. So. But I ended up finding an abandoned one.
0: Mine's abandoned too.
1: Yeah. Why are abandoned buildings so creepy?
0: Because no one's keeping up with them. They're dilapidated. So it's just scarier. It's like the abandoned amusement parks.
1: I mean, it's oh, scary those are because, really freaky.
0: Yeah. Rust and cobwebs and things. Or like, oh, what's
1: that place? Shoot, uh, I know the name of it. It starts with a C, right? Something, uh, Cher- Chernobyl? Cher- uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl in Russia, right?
0: Yes.
1: That ta- yeah. Well, that's also creepy because a lot of people did die from it or suffered long-term effects from the yeah. radiation.
0: And it's just so weird to see stuff abandoned. Because when it's abandoned, it's not necessarily cleaned out. So there's still like toys or a table and chairs just little remnants of human mm-hmm. life is still there which makes it even creepier it's like someone left, left this here this belonged to someone split second
1: yeah and also the fact that you they people still can't go back to chernobyl it's still in mm-hmm. danger of you getting radiation poisoning yeah very creepy so creepy uh are you first this so sweet
0: i think i am right yeah, I, am. I think so. Yeah. Just a quick correction in the beginning of my story. Sure. Because my mom – You're already correct- correcting yourself? Well, from last week's story. Oh. Well, well. So I had said that the Appalachian Trail runs from Springer Mountain, Georgia, to Mount Katahdin, Maine, and I pronounced the name wrong in Maine. My mom was like, probably no one noticed or knows how you actually say it, but I'm going to tell you because she's from New Hampshire. Oh. Um, it's Katahdin, I I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably messing it up again. So Katahdin, Maine, for all of our Maine listeners. Go battering in Katahdin. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. I chose to do the Rolling Hills Asylum in Bethany, New York. So it was originally built in 1826 and then was finished not long after January, beginning of January 1827. And it ser- served as an almshouse for the poor, and it was called the Genesee County Poor Farm, which is a very weird name. Yeah. To have farm after. Yeah. But over the years, it turned into other things like an infirmary, an orphanage, a nursing home. Your favorite thing, Sabrina, a tuberculosis treatment center. It <gasps> and- is <least> my favorite. <laughs> now it's like tuberculosis. Sabrina will love this.
1: Um. <laughs> And it just
0: housed many types of people, so it took in elderly people, the criminally insane, unwed mothers, which is so crazy that that was like what? something that you had to go away for. Um, yeah, that's wild. Widows, orphans, mentally challenged, physically handicapped, alcoholics—just like everyone and anyone that was just a little different than
1: what. So they it kind of to is Toronto. like a hotel. Like the same, amount, same types of people
0: that would go to a hotel. Yeah, over the years, so many different types of people went in because it kept changing Jeez. what it was. Yeah, um, there was a solitary confinement wing built to hold the patients who were deemed as dangers to society, and these patients were often referred to as inmates. Not very positive. No. In total there are around seventeen hundred recorded deaths, but supposedly there are hundreds more of unrecorded deaths and the bodies are buried in unmarked graves on the property grounds. Oh,
1: that's the building so has sad. since
0: been abandoned, but it's open for ghost tours. So I was looking at the schedule and the different types of ghost tours you can do and it ranges it's it ranges from like an hour to like nine hours in the place that you can spend. Is that like
1: and an o- overnight one then? Probably, probably
0: because I think it's, I think you go at night, I would assume, because that makes it scarier. Um, Jeez. And it's, you can do guided and self-guided tours, and a lot of them are both. It's, if you go to the longer ones, it will be like, you'll go, you'll get a tour guide to bring you through, and then you have so much time to just explore on your own. Oh my gosh. Very creepy. People have reported hearing disembodied voices, footsteps, doors slamming full-body apparitions, shadow people. They've said that they felt like they were being touched, and there have been numerous EVP recordings that were captured there. So wow. um, just a few of the spirits who live there. There was a nurse, Emmy Altworth. She was referred to as Nurse Emmy, and she was known for her cruelty in the infirmary wing, wi- <sighs> wing, whoa, wing, it was rumored that she was involved in dark magic and was performing black magic and satanic rituals. So it was thought that Emmy. on some of the patients, she was subjecting that black magic and potentially even killing them.
1: Come on, Emmy. I know. Freaking Emmy. You took an oath to, like, save people's lives. As That's, a it's
0: angel of death. It's like.
1: Right.
0: So many people. Power
1: Not hungry. Not so many, but. Yeah. Um,
0: there was. There's one special spirit who haunts the halls of the asylum. asylum. His name is Roy. He was abandoned by his wealthy father at the age of 12 because he had gigantism due to a tumor in his pituitary gland. So it left him physically deformed. His facial features were um, off. He had like protruding facial features and his hands and feet were overly large. So he stayed there for the rest of his life until he passed away at age 52
1: Oh he was remembered
0: as being a kind person who liked opera music. And if you go to the asylum, many people see his shadow lurking throughout the building. And you'll know that it's Roy because he was seven and a half feet tall.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: So the shadow is seven and a half feet tall. Um. Okay, but circling back to your story that you did on the New Jersey Devil, r- didn't you get a lot of the information from WeirdNewJersey.com?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Weird New Jersey was invited to go to this hospital by the current owner, Sharon. So, a lot of the stories that I'm going to, like, now say were reported by Weird New Jersey. And they also were talking to Sharon and did some interviewing with her. Um, Awesome. So, she had said – this is about Roy. She said that about two months after she had, like, moved to Rolling Hills, like, bought bought the hospital, she was walking through and she saw a rat in the infirmary and it spooked her. So, she screamed. And the very next day, she was walking through again, and she found the rat dead on the stairs. There was blood coming out of its mouth as if its neck had been snapped. And right next to the rat on the wall, there was a giant, bloody handprint. So she thinks that Roy Roy saw that she was scared of the rat, and he thought he was doing justice by killing the rat, by taking care of her and being like, don't
1: worry, I got it. Oh my gosh. And putting it in front of her, too. That's like what pets do when they catch animal like look how look what I did for you are you proud of me
0: yeah that's exactly
1: right oh wow. that makes me just sad but also still it's sweet because it's, it's like I'll 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 help you I'll make sure you're safe and make you happy
0: I did see a photo too you can just see it on google images but it's a few people in a room and then there's a really tall dark shadowy figure standing right there in between everyone so it's probably Roy.
1: For some reason, I'm not scared at all when you're saying this, just because you gave the, uh...
0: Because I'm trying to make him seem nice because he likes opera music and we should feel bad for him because his dad abandoned him.
1: Exactly. And now this is his home. Yeah.
0: There is a notorious area in the asylum referred to as the Shadow Hallway, which Mm. I don't like that because shadow people are demonic. This hallway is on the second floor in the East Wing and it used to serve as an old men's dormitory, but it got its name because of the many dark figures or shadows that hang out on the walls. So the owner of the property, Sharon, who was the one that talked about the rat and Roy, she said that when you look down towards the infirmary section, you'll see the shadow people, and they're sometimes clear human figures, or they take less obvious shapes on occasion, and they'll walk out of doorways. They're They'll lurk on the walls. They'll walk across the halls, and this Ugh. is the worst part. They've been reported to crawl on the floor towards groups of investigative tours. No, so people that go on the ghost tours will be sitting there learning about the infirmary and look over, and there will be a dark shadow person just <gasps>
1: creeping
0: on the. So much the floor for me not them. feeling scared. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Okay. Ugh. On the first floor of the east wing, so this is the same floor that has the, I mean, same wing that has the shadow people, but it's on the first floor, not the second floor. There mm-hmm. was a patient named Hattie, and she was elderly and blind, and she used to yell hello to get the attention of the hello. staff. And so Sharon, the owner, she put out tape recorders throughout the hospital, and she put one of the tapes in Hattie's room. And when she listened back to the tape, she heard, hello, hello. And she played it for a former employee who was like, that sounds like Hattie. That's Hattie. Saying hello.
1: Wow. So
0: they caught Hattie. Oh, I just got chills because this one's like, she's old. Yeah, and elderly just, people, it just makes yeah. me sad in my heart. Okay, so the psych ward area of the hospital and the solitary confinement area is also thought to be very big hotspots for paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. Another location that's a hotspot. spot is potter's field um and like the morag area because people have reported hearing voices and items being moved around that no one that's living moved and people have been shoved so hard that they have fallen down or like actually been swept off of their feet they've been pushed so hard
1: oh that i don't like that that's scary
0: i know So in this area, there are supposedly thousands of people buried in a graveyard, but all that remains today are a couple headstones from faculty and a monument located nearby. So not even on the property, it's nearby in Genesee County Park. So as for the graves of the inmates, there are supposedly a ton of graves and there was records show that there was a cemetery on the property years ago but if you actually look at the property records there's no indication of where that exists or that there was like a permit or something um but nature's taken over since then and they cannot find where the graveyard was so they don't know
1: oh that's weird
0: yeah and so weird new jersey asked sharon why she thinks that it's so active and she said quote it's the only home that a lot of these people ever knew. They felt attached to this place. Some of them lost their homes. They were widows or orphans. And they developed their own family and friends here. So I think a lot of people felt comfortable here. They didn't want to leave. And so we treat our spirits like they are really breathing, living people. So Wait, that's, that's nice.
1: so sweet.
0: She's a good person. She's-, she's
1: the owner of the hospital? Mm-hmm. So she's wow. she's nice to
0: them which is good. Clearly doesn't taunt them. She just lets them be in peace and does Mm -hmm. her own thing. Okay. So then also they have a website and there are a few reports on the website, just like stories that they've listed from people's experiences. And I want to read just two of them. So the New Jersey paranormal research group, they went and did a tour there and Mike, he wrote in, we just went up the stairs by the office area and started looking in rooms for a digital recorder we left when we caught this loud please stay in your room and then it's nothing. We didn't hear these when we recorded them, only on the playback.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, which makes me You know feel what like that It was staff is still there too cuz the please stay in your room.
1: But you know what it makes me think is that there's like whole ghost world that's living
0: that they're still going about their day
1: yeah oh my gosh I read a book and I can't remember what it's called but it's a young adult book about um two people who die in a car accident in like two different cars and when they come to they like wake up on the side of the road and in, in the woods near the, where the accident happened but they're dead but they're like in the in the same world that we live in and there are like certain buildings that existed when they were alive that they can go in and like they don't see the additions that have been made since they've died. And there's like Whoa. all of these I have to find the name of the book, but it's really good. I wanna read that book. I'll find it. So do you remember? It. But that's what it is. reminds me of. The the idea of a ghost saying, Stay in your room makes it sound like they're talking to another ghost.
0: It also reminds me of the ride in Disney, the Haunted Mansion. Oh my gosh. Because they're all like Still hanging out, still dancing in the ballroom. Last story is, well, last story, last experience. Norma wrote this. It was a group of them, a bunch of them, including some people from, like, the New England Paranormal Society and other groups like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was August 28th, 2010, and they were on the third floor in George's room. I looked up George's room, and I couldn't find what it was, but I'm assuming it's kind of, like, the other ones where it's just people people have their, their own rooms. Um, right. But they were in George's room, and it was probably, she said, it was probably around little past midnight. Clear light. We were using John Brightman of New England Paranormal Society's Frank's box to try to communicate with George. Seems like we might have had two spirits coming through the ghost box. The video can be found. And I watched the video. <laughs> And listen to the EVPs. And usually when I listen to EVPs, I'm kind of like, I don't know. This one was clear. It was like, I was like, whoa, this is real. What did it say? So they ask, they say, like, is anyone here? Like, what's your name? And you hear a woman say, Jennifer Walker, dead. And then you hear another person say, Heidi. And then a man say, Dennis. And then they say... Like, can you, s- we, the, the investigators say, can you sense our presen- presence? And they say, yes, yes. And then some, one of the investigators sneezes and then the spirit says, bless you, Gazuntite." Says, "I'm um, back to back. And like immediately it was like, achoo, bless you, Gazuntite."
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And then a few moments later he goes, Mike. And Mike was one of the guys in the room. Wow. So it was a it was a female voice and a male voice and it sounds like they were all announcing themselves and they were totally on it. It was like Can you sense our presents? Yes, yes. A chew, bless you, casinte. And then there wasn't another question, so they were like, Mike, like ask another one. Jeez. Yeah. And fun fact, this hospital a photo of this hospital was used as a promotion for American Horror Stories Asylum. So you can actually see the Rolling Hills Asylum in one of the promotions. It's like a photo.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's creepy. So
1: that's a,
0: yeah, the Rolling Hills Asylum in Bethany, New York.
1: Wow. You know what I just thought of? What? You know how they say, like, we physically cannot see everything that exists on Earth because our eyes are just not made up for that, the way it reflects, reflects light and... Yeah. Um... And there are like some creatures that can see more colors than we can and mm-hmm. cats and dogs have different eyes th- than we do. I wonder if there are animals and creatures who can visibly see ghosts and I wish we could just, it just, wouldn't it just be so much easier if you could just see them all the time? Yes. I wonder if it would be scarier
0: or if we'd become more desensitized to it. Yeah.
1: I just like, they can see us. They know we're around. Right. But then
0: also, can can they always see us? Or do they have moments as well? Because it reminds me of that movie, The Others, with Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah.
1: You can't ruin that movie. No.
0: I wonder. But then it also, like, if we think back to one of our past stories, one of the women had talked about her friend, and her friend actually emailed us and told us all about, like, her experience and, like, basically retold the same story but from her perspective – um, right. And she sees ghosts all the time, spirits all the time, and she's pretty tormented by it. She has a yeah. lot of anxiety over it. So it's like she is always aware of it, but it's it's terrifying. But is it terrifying because she's experiencing this alone? This is her own right. experience and she can't look on anyone else to help her through it?
1: Because it, it's isolating to be like, I see something that no one else can see.
0: It's like that movie – not to compare seeing spirits to, like, being mentally ill, but it's the movie A Beautiful Mind. Remember? Did you see that movie?
1: Yes. That is a good movie.
0: Oh, my God. And it just, like, totally gave me so much empathy for people with schizophrenia because I've never – I mean, you read about it, you hear about it, you learn about it in school, especially psych major. We talked about it all the time. Right. But to actually see the movie and see someone go through it and – how scary yeah. would that be for everything that you know, everything that's a part of your normal life, for someone to say, that's actually not happening and that's not real, and you having to try to train yourself to be like, okay, what I'm seeing isn't isn't accurate. Like, I can't talk to everyone about this. This is my right. own experience.
1: Ugh. Just thinking about it gives me anxiety.
0: I know. It's very scary.
1: Well... So maybe we shouldn't be able to see ghosts at all. Should I talk about my... Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll tell y'all about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, okay, so I chose, and I might butcher the way this is pronounced too, but um, I'm going to say it as Coon Memorial State Hospital. It's K-U-H-N, right? Kuhn? Kun, kun. Kuhn? 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 Whatever. Kuhn Memorial State Hospital. It was built in 1832 in Vicksburg, Vicksburg Mississippi as a response to a smallpox outbreak. And it was originally named the Vicksburg City Hospital. It then saw to wounded soldiers during the Civil War, both Union and Confederate soldiers were cared for in the hospital. And some uh, Civil War history for anyone who cares. Uh, General Ulysses S. Grant had a plan called the Vicksburg Campaign. It was his plan to take down Vicksburg, which which was the fortress city that dominated the Confederate-controlled section of the Mississippi River. So on May 16th of 1863, this is part two of his Vicksburg campaign, was the Battle of Champion Hill, which is also called like the Blood Hill. It was the Battle of, D- of Champion Hill, which was the pivotal battle in taking over Vicksburg. On the Union side, there were 2,457 total casualties and losses, and on the Confederate side, there were 3,840 total casualties and losses that's a lot so during yeah so it i think they call it the blood hill because by the end of the battle there were so many bodies just piled up on the hill of where the battle took place but because the union won that battle they uh general ulysses s grant led all of the union soldiers into the city of vicksburg and more than 200 union soldiers per day would march through the town and And although only 12 civilians died from Union soldiers while they were marching through town, uh, the entire town suffered from starvation and fear. People were reduced to eating mules, horses, dogs, and uh, a horrible bread made of dried corn and peas. And then even rats were sold in butcher shops. And then by late June, nearly half of the Confederate army was sick. Houses were in ruins, fences had been torn down and turned into firewood, lice and filth covered the bodies of the soldiers. But then you can imagine how many of those people were being sent to the hospitals in town, one of them being the Vicksburg City Hospital, and they would take as many as they possibly could hold, Union, Confederate, no matter what, anyone who was injured or hurt they would take in. Oh, good. The state then took over the hospital in 1871, changing the name to State Charity Hospital. They converted the annex into housing for Confederate veterans. And in July of 1878, the city of Vicksburg was quarantined because of yellow fever, which was sweeping the south. And by August, the disease was declared an epidemic in Vicksburg. And during that time, 16 doctors and six Catholic Sisters of Mercy died Of yellow fever.
0: Oh, my gosh. There was so much illness.
1: Yeah. Then, because of the yellow fever, there was just too many people to take care of in just that hospital. And the Sisters of Mercy would help assist other hospitals by, like, transferring patients back and forth and, like, finding places for them. And they would nurse as many as 300 patients a day. And um, because they were dealing with it firsthand – so many of them would die as well. That
0: sounds like such a high number for that time as well to manage yeah. 300 people. Patients
1: a day, yeah. It's insane. And they were probably understaffed. Oh, yeah, sure. There was also the influenza epidemic of 1918, which a lot of patients were in and out of, the, um, which is now the, at this point, was the state charity hospital. And then in 1918 a mysterious fire destroyed the hospital annex which was where the Confederate soldiers were housed after the Civil War. Mysterious
0: and, as in they think maybe it was on purpose.
1: Yeah. And then from there the the building kind of like became a bu- or like the hospital became a ton of different things. There was people say that the fourth floor was a low security prison, but just the fourth floor. And then there was a wing of the hospital that was used to hold medical classes for the University of Mississippi.
0: But all at the same time. Yeah. So I could be taking class, and then someone's prisoners like I could run into them in the bathroom.
1: I don't think they were on the same floor, but well, it's low security. Right, but I think enough (laughs) where they're being kept on the fourth floor.
0: (laughs) I would totally pose as a student. So they'll run As out of the age. hospital to find you, right? So you just stay in In the building, you know, try to blend.
1: As a student, where right. are you going to get the clothes from?
0: Someone on, in the bathroom. It's
1: actually – this is actually really interesting. Hold on to that thought because okay. there's a story you have to tell later. Whoa. that has to do with some of this. So the hospital also included a mental ward and a pest house where they separated those with infectious disease. And then in 1959, Lee Kuhn – who was a Vicksburg native, died and left his estate of $400,000 to the hospital. He mandated that a seven-person committee composed of three Jews, two Catholics, and two Protestants be formed to decide how his money should be spent on uh, the hospital.
0: He valued diversity. He was ahead he of his it. times. hmm
1: Lee Kuhn. So the seven-person committee decided to build a new institution and rename the hospital after Kuhn. And so then that's when the hospital was changed to Kuhn Memorial Hospital. Which So 1959 was when it changed names. And the hospital provided free or low-cost healthcare to residents from all over Mississippi. It was a multifunctional facility with a burn center, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. But the hospital shut down due to political and funding issues in 1989 and has remained vacant since. The building's doors and windows were boarded up with plywood to keep people out. But vandals quickly removed the plywood, and since then, the building has deteriorated deteriorated immensely since then. The town tries to keep people out of the building, but it's impossible. Like, go- ghost hunters or ghost groups will go mm-hmm. in on their own. And there are a lot of stories of, like, the building falling apart while people are in there. Oh my gosh, it's so dangerous. Yeah, so... The city itself is trying to condemn the building and get the ta- the city to um, knock it down, but other people, I think, other people are still fighting for it because it has like history and it. They don't want to take it down, but it's dangerous. So technically, it should be. There's black mold, asbestos on the walls, and all of these different things that are extreme health hazards. But in the years since closing, the hospital has been a top attraction for paranormal investigators and was on the TV series Ghost Asylum. The halls are dark, there are broken tiles, shredded insulation, pieces of walls and ceilings that litter the floor, where to the point where it's impossible to walk without crunching, which makes it even spookier if you're inside it and trying to find a ghost, but then, like, step on something that makes a crazy noise. Yeah. There are empty elevator shafts, there's, like, wire, broken wires hanging everywhere.
0: That sounds so um, dangerous just to, like, generally walk through.
1: Yeah. A local film group filmed a horror movie in the abandoned halls of the Coon Memorial State Hospital. And in a scene where the antagonist of the film, which was an evil clown, shows up on screen, the cameras caught a disembodied voice that said, Oh my God.
0: No way.
1: Yeah. So I couldn't find a ton about that, but apparently, like, they watch the recording back and they hear a voice saying, Oh my God. And it was clearly, like, no one on – it was a small crew, and there was a clown. He had no lines at at that point. Oh, my God. So maybe the clown scared one of the ghosts. That's terrifying. But, like, it's so
0: scary, but also how cool for the film crew to get that. But then it's like, okay, we don't want to go back.
1: Well, and also, I don't know. There's, like, all those stories about horror movies that film on haunted places and, like, terrible things happen to the people on the set and in the cast and crew because they Right. Wasn't
0: that that the exorcism? Like, a ton of stuff happened. And poltergeist. Oh,
1: maybe it was poltergeist. It was poltergeist. Because they uh, technically – or they are – it's thought that they filmed on an old Indian burial ground, I think. And then there's also – someone said that they actually – there's a scene where there's, like, skeletons – But apparently they use real human skeletons, which are cheaper than fake skeletons. How are they cheaper? Mm -hmm. More readily available? I don't know. Uh. (gasps) Yeah, but terrifying. I would be so scared. And then in 2014, the members of Mississippi Paranormal Research Institute had some interesting experiences at the abandoned hospital. So they they reported catching a voice of a girl saying, want to come play with me? On a recording. And they also were in a room that was covered in dust. And on a counter, they drew a tic-tac-toe board to see if any ghosts would play along. And they kind of stood around for a while and no one did anything or nothing happened. So they left the room. Everyone left the room. And they came back to the room later on their way out. And in the dust above the tic-tac-toe board was the word pleh. P-L-E-H, which backwards spells help. What?
0: This is, Sabrina, you were just saying you want a ghost to write, but do you want them to write now, now that you know this?
1: Well, now, I don't know. Yes. (laughs) If they can write help, they can write more. It's like Red Rum from The Shining.
0: Yeah. And to write it backwards, too, it almost reminds me of, like, when you're when you're writing on a window and you write backwards so that the person outside can see, it's like they're in another world and they're writing backwards to try to show you.
1: Yeah. Or I always think of the scene from mean girls when she's putting the K um, K on her chest in the mirror. So Mm -hmm. it comes on backwards. So yeah, it's like a reflection of this world. So it's backwards.
0: Very freaky,
1: but also really interesting. So going off of the ghost needing help, there was they were using a pendant, pendulum which if you hold perfectly still you can ask questions to see if a spirit's there and the it the spirit will rotate the pendulum clockwise for yes and counterclockwise for no. So as I talked to whatever spirit was there, the the pendulum in, seemed to indicate that the spirit wanted help but they didn't that it didn't know how we could help it. Then And this is, remember how you were talking about the prison in the school Mm -hmm. and how you would escape prison? Right. Well, in June of 2015, a group of ghost hunters found more than they anticipated. They went to the building to go do ghost hunting, but while in the hospital, they noticed a trail of blood. And the trail, they followed the trail, which ran through the building, down a flight of stairs, and outside to a patch of grass where they found a body of a 69-year-old woman. No. That's grandma. Police came to investigate, and they identified the woman as Sharon Wilson, a 69-year-old woman who had gone missing. She had been murdered.
0: Oh, no. And
1: they arrested two men, Raphael and Akeen McLeod. They had ransacked Wilson's home, stole her car, and took her to the vacant hospital where they raped and murdered her. Oh, God. Where are the yeah. ghosts then? Go snap their necks,
0: Roy. I need my ghost to go. <laughs> my gigantism.
1: Roy, if Roy was in the hospital, maybe he could have saved her. Oh, my God. Yeah, come on, ghosts. Please save the the living. I wish. That would be cool if they could do that. <sighs>
0: That's such a sad end for that woman's it's life, so it's so horrible.
1: But this okay, this is where the uh your story of escaping prison comes in. Mhm. About a year later, or maybe a little less than a year later, while Raphael McLeod was waiting to be uh to a trial for Sharon Wilson's murder. Mm-hmm. He escaped prison by holding a prison guard hostage and taking his clothes. There was a huge manhunt in all of Mississippi, and uh, they monitored the Kuhn Memorial Building, concerned that he would hide there or bring another person there and try to kill them, like last time. And instead, Raphael took a family hostage. He broke into their home in Vicksburg and held a man, a woman, and their five-year-old son hostage in the bathroom. He threatened them with a knife and told them he would kill them. For some reason I don't know, I didn't say how, the woman was able to talk her way out of the bathroom for just a minute, and when she came back, she came back with a gun and she shot and killed him.
0: Thank God. Oh my god, what a I woman.
1: Know.
0: But she she could be on the show Mind Hunters. <laughs> she knows what's up.
1: She knows how to kill them. Um but yeah, so that is Coombe Memorial State Hospital and the building P- a lot of people say they go to the building and are too scared to just go in because one because of the state of the building it's deteriorating like crazy and two they just feel uneasy it's a lot like uh, some of the stories are read where you could just walk within 300 feet of the building and a- automatically feel <sighs> bad vibes yeah and I'm just welcome. feel like a ton of sadness and energy that's in that building
0: oh my gosh mm-hmm. well i don't plan to go
1: no, you so we don't have
0: to worry about that. I will trust other people's accounts. Yeah, that's so horrible.
1: But I was so okay. I found this story because I found that they had murdered. They found the murdered woman there, and I was like, "That is so interesting because it takes a already haunted place and
0: layers it with layers more it evil. With more,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I have, I have a personal ghost story to tell. Yours, your own what you just told me it reminded me of it tell me so i bought a pendulum because okay well here's the story behind the pendulum so if anyone follows us on instagram we have an instagram it's two girls one ghost um when i was home in vermont i instagram like did the story in spirit dancer which is this like spiritual and wellness store down in burlington vermont and i just love going there and i've been going there since i was in high school
1: Oh, that was really cool. My
0: friend Olivia, we would always, every single time we went downtown, we'd always go into Spirit Dancer just to, like, walk around and check stuff out. And there is a rack of pendulums that are hanging at the front desk. And it says, please do not touch, ask for assistance. And it still does. Like, when I just went in a few weekends ago, the sign is still exactly the same. And we were asking the woman behind the counter about them. And she was mm-hmm. talking about them and then out loud I say, which one should I get? And <laughs> a pendulum. No. They're all hanging. They're completely straight. There's no wind. We're in we're inside. One single pendulum. They're all next to each other. Just uh-huh. shoots out like five inches and starts swaying. If it was a gust of wind, multiple, they would all go. Just one of them. And the woman behind the counter just looks at me shocked. Like, who are you? she
1: never seen that?
0: Nope. Nope. And I just look at her and I go, I
1: guess I'll get that
0: one. And I bought it. You had to. It chose me.
1: That is, not to tie this back to Harry Potter because we do every week. It's like the wand. But it's like the wand. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And my friend Olivia was like, we were both scared. Like, I bought it almost because I was, like, too scared not to. Right. But I was buying something that chose me and that already had Possibly a spirit on it. Did
1: you have you experienced anything with it?
0: I haven't used it. I think I have it right here. Do you want to see it?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: We're not going to use it right now.
1: No, we're not. Because
0: I'm alone. In oh, wait. Room. It's really
1: pretty. You're it's really beautiful.
0: Pretty. But yeah, it chose me. So we were, they were all hanging in a line, and I said, which one should I get? And it went like literally like that, that much. That. Freaks me out. That's a lot of movement. It wasn't just a little. It wasn't like a, oh, we're just barely moving. It was swing, 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 like hitting the like 60 degree marks on each side. Wow. And the woman there, like she works at a spiritual store. And I'm sure that was probably the most spiritual thing that's happened to her in there. Yeah. So that's my story of the pendulum that chose me. And I keep it right here. It's very happy where it lives.
1: That's good. I'm just glad it's not, like, swinging back and forth on a random occasion. Or,
0: oh my gosh, what if it just appeared, like, on the table?
1: No! (laughs) I know. But maybe it just wanted to be near you because you have good energy. You know what I should
0: have done is I should have asked questions right there with the pendulum because obviously there was a spirit in the store that was, like, take this one and ask me stuff. But instead I just bought it and, like, didn't want to ask anything because I was scared. But – I should have just done it in the store – but it. I also feel a little bit of guilt because it chose me. It thought I was going to do it, but I only did. I only completed half of the steps. I just bought it. I didn't try to communicate in the store with it.
1: I don't really want you to.
0: I'm not going to do it in my in my house.
1: I feel like that's well, almost like using yeah.
0: a Ouija board, like inviting something to connect we
1: de- we have to do a Ouija board episode soon it's we have so many stories I thought
0: you were gonna say we have to do a Ouija board I was like
1: how many times yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go against everything we've ever said on this podcast my god should we read uh emails yes let's do that do you want to go first sure
0: okay I'll just start off by saying that this email is from Jasmine hey girls so I just started listening and love you guys but have to share one of my stories from work I never truly believed in ghosts until this stuff started happening to me personally. So I'm a night shift nurse in a pediatric and neonatal intensive care unit, NICU. Oh my gosh, what a tough job. Yeah. When the NICU gets full, we sometimes overflow three babies who are closest to going home into a big room in pediatrics and assign one nurse to these patients. That nurse usually stays in the room all night by themselves. We even call it the cave because it's so quiet, secluded, and lonely. Well, one night, I was the nurse assigned to this room. I had a group of three very fussy babies, and I'm pretty comfortable with keeping the lights off to keep them calm and asleep. So here I am, 3.30 in the morning. Whoa, bad time, girlfriend. Yeah. So here I am, 3.30 in the morning, rocking my last baby to sleep after feeding them. And the baby in the far corner starts wiggling around and fussing per usual. I gave it a second because he usually was good at calming himself down. Not this time. He continued to cry. And I was about to put the baby I was holding down until I heard someone walk behind me. Oh. Oh. I figured it was just our change nurse helping out. So I I continued to rock rock the baby I was holding. The crying baby started to calm down. And I hear this woman's voice say, that's okay, baby. In a soothing tone.
1: Oh, Oh, chills.
0: I finally turned around only to find that there was nobody there. I immediately freaked out, put the baby I was holding down, and came back and only came back with all the lights turned on and our change nurse to stand by the door and distract me. Gives me the chills just thinking about it. Our labor and delivery floor is. One floor above us, and there are rumors that a ghost of a woman who died during childbirth walks around if there's going to be a fetal demise or a maternal death on the floor. Oh, man. Wow. That's such a sad omen. I know. There are always creepy things happening around our units. Emergency lights in the tub room that nobody uses will go off, and you have to physically go to the room and turn the alarm off. Nope. No nose goes. (laughs) (laughs) The hot water in one of the room turns itself on full blast occasionally without anyone being in there. Rocking chairs rocking on their own, pacifiers Mm. thrown across the room, wall oxygen turning itself on, or wall air when you pull the possessed oxygen out of the wall. Super weird. You guys should definitely do a hospital episode. (laughs) Ha ha. Love the podcast. You too. rock forever a listener xoxo jasmine wow that was amazing
1: you know what that reminds me of the whole ghost walking around and like being an omen of death it's like you know the stories where cats are will hang out near people who are about to die
0: i don't know specifically cats but i've heard You've never of heard of, like of that animals there's
1: there are a lot of like in, a, in assisted living homes Maybe this just sticks with me because I have a cat and I yeah. think cats are they're very predominant in my life. But there are stories of cats in hospitals and senior assist- assisted living homes. And they wander the halls and then will just like sit on random patients' beds for days. because they, And then that patient ends up dying like within oh,
0: that no. time frame. Because they can sense the deterioration. So the cat enough.
1: can sense it. So anytime is being – super nice and cuddly to me. I'm like, something's wrong. I'm going to die. I, I have a terminal <laughs> illness and <Yeah>. Leia knows. <laughs> do you have an email that you want to read? Yes, I do. Um, that it maybe doesn't from,
0: involve babies because that makes everything
1: sad and scary. This is the opposite of babies. It's a uh, senior living s- facility. So this is from Kelsey and the title, of, uh, the subject of the email is Portsmouth new hampshire ghost stories (laughs) portsmouth she says i work in portsmouth new hampshire at a senior living facility the facility started out as a mark wentworth home for the chronic for chronic invalids and the mansion part of the building was originally built in the late 1700s i started working here overnight as an lna which is i think licensed nursing assistant assistant in 2011 At the time, Google said it was the fourth most haunted place in New Hampshire, and now I'm working from the offices. It attaches a collection of ghost stories. Most of them are mine, and some of them are from coworkers. So she sent – it's like a four-page document full of stories. That's how many experiences she's had. But I'll read a few. This is a story I had heard from an overnight nurse I used to work with. She doesn't necessarily believe in ghosts, but doesn't dismiss them either. There used to be thick binders with residents' information on a shelf in the nurse's office, and for a while they would creep out from their spot to the point where they would fall on the floor. So this nurse made it a habit to gently push them back on their spots on the shelf anytime she walked by them in the office. One night, she was working with another nurse who walked into the office, saw the binders edged out from their places, got frustrated, and aggressively pushed the binders back. She then turned around to go back to her desk, and that is when a binder flew out from its spot and hit the nurse in the back.
0: No the, way! Uh, it hit her. Hit her. I thought
1: I was just gonna fall down. Mm-mm. Because she aggressively pushed them back. Payback. Also, I wonder if it's like their patient files, and they're like, "Look at it. There's something you're missing."
0: Oh my gosh! Like an unsolved murder. Yeah. Like there was an angel of death nurse that actually killed the patient. And then she's like, check out my charts. Oh, it wasn't crazy. a heart attack. It was an overdose. Mm-hmm. We'll never know.
1: <laughs> we'll never know. This is this is something that will play out in our minds forever. Um, At one overnight shift, I was doing my rounds in the assisted part of the building. I walked by a room whose occupant was known for having a hard time sleeping and watching his television all night, and I could hear whistling, like when somebody, someone is happily working, which I thought was coming from his TV. I continued a few steps before realizing that the TV was not on, because it would have been much noisier. I went back on, back to his closed door, listened to the silence for a minute before opening it, and peeking inside to see a dark, quiet room with a resident soundly and quietly sleeping."
0: It's wild that she has multiple experiences.
1: There's so many. Oh, there have been multiple times I have been in residents' room answering calls or helping them for one reason or another in the middle of the night and have been asked who the children are that keep running in and out of their rooms while they are trying to sleep. It freaks me out every single time I was asked.
0: Then... Why would children be in a a nursing home? Like, I'm not even sure how Maybe the building...
1: Well, she said the building used to be... Mark Wentworth Home for Chronic Invalids. Oh. So there were probably a ton of people in and out of that place. Or just in it. Who died there. I wonder, so, too.
0: Sorry to interrupt again. No, but fine. I wonder, too, if since the elderly people who are in a nursing home might be a little bit closer to the end of their lives, if that makes them more sensitive for some reason, and if they're more likely mm. to actually see the spirits in the nursing home. Like see the children because they're a little bit closer their souls a little bit closer right which might make them more in tune yeah. with the world
1: I have a story about my grandma but I'll tell you later because I don't really want it in the podcast okay. and I also think it has to do more with her dementia than anything so okay but um, one night I got a call from a resident who had this imaginary friend or ghost question mark. It was a little girl. The resident called me, panicked, because she thought she had rolled onto the little girl in bed and could not pull herself to roll off. So the resident made me roll her onto her side into the edge of the bed so the little girl could get out. After a minute, the resident said, Okay, she left. I got the resident situated again, and as I was leaving her room, I could hear her saying, Where did you go, little girl? You can come out now. She's leaving. That's
0: really freaky, and that almost sounds too, like... That woman wasn't all there. Right. Just because if you were, if you, regardless of your age, if there was a little girl spirit, you would say, like, you wouldn't say, like, come out, little girl, she's gone. Yeah. But, like, I don't, I don't not believe that it was a ghost. Like, it very much could be a ghost. But I also think that maybe that elderly person, by the way that she spoke, maybe also wasn't completely there. Like, could very well be seeing all this stuff, but... Just what she—the language she chose to use—it's almost like a little kid, like not really getting, like knowing the social norms, like not knowing how to respond.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's so freaky. And then I won't read anymore. But like, basically, she—there are tons of stories of she thought TVs were on, but it was like ghosts having conversations. There was one time someone walked walked past a bookshelf where all the books were turned with their the. Um...
0: Pages facing... The spines
1: back? The spines facing out, and when they walked past it, like, maybe a few minutes later, all of the page's side was facing
0: out. Whoa. Oh, wow. I just got full body and chills. there's, that's like, another story... Movement. I don't yeah. like when things are moved.
1: And that's a lot of movement. That's
0: a lot. That's a
1: lot of work. Yeah. And there was another story where, um, they heard a loud noise on another floor, and... They went to go investigate it, and it was in a private dining room. There was this massive painting, which was like, had like basically flown off the wall a very far distance. It did not fall, it didn't just like fall to the floor and fall down. It was very far away from the wall, face up on another part of the floor. Whoa. Mm-hmm.
0: This is in Portsmouth. I mean, not that I'm surprised. Our episode right. one, we did the SICE Inn, which is in Portsmouth. And Portsmouth Mm -hmm. is one of, like, the oldest sea towns. It's a working harbor still. It's very old, a lot of history. A lot of old buildings still they have over by Strawberry Bank, if you ever go to Portsmouth. Over in that area, they have a whole row of houses that are super old, and it will say when they were built. Still on the front. Yeah, this one was
1: built in the late 1700s. Wow. So, it's a lot of history there. A lot. Um, and both of both of our hospitals were built in the 1800s, right? So mm-hmm. they're, they date back. and
0: There's a whole lot going on there, too. Right. Well, oh, wait, I have something that okay. is super awesome. So one of my friends, Aidy, she's in school with me in my grad mm-hmm. school. And a few weeks ago, she saw a 1981 Dodge trolley posted on Craigslist. Like, this is an old trolley car, like a big trolley. And she bought it on Craigslist. And she's turning it into a tiny house. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? What? Yeah. And she has an Instagram. So if you want to follow it, it's at tiny house trolley. So she's going to document her turning this old trolley car into a tiny home for her to live in.
1: It's the coolest thing ever. Wait, that is really cool. I'm excited to see. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. I would never have thought to do that.
0: Have you ever watch those shows, though, on HGTV, The Tiny
1: House? Tiny Houses. I have never seen it, but Nick's parents um, did a trip with their friends where they all rented out tiny houses and, like, lived right next – like, stayed next door to each other. That's
0: awesome. I just love anything home improvement and the tiny house thing sounds – it just seems so much more difficult and so fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited. That's my, that's that's really my cool. thing to make us less scared. Tiny House Trolley. But, yeah, uh, something to make us less scared, too, is that there's a very pretty coastal drive that I'll take you on, and there's a really cool old, old, old cemetery, and we can go check it out. I'm not sure if we're allowed us. to walk on it.
1: It's, like, a really I'm, small. I'm sure you're allowed to walk through it. wait. One thing about Ed Gein and cemeteries, because I last night was looking up Ed Gein because I thought it was Ed Gein and Mindhunter. His gravestone basically had been so vandalized, and people would go to his gravestone and chip pieces of it off to have a souvenir of Ed Gein. And eventually, it was stolen. And when it was recovered, they just decided not to put it back out because people were going to keep chipping away at it. So now his grave is just unmarked, which is so eerie and creepy. That's to me, worse. I know. But also, who are these people who want pieces of Ed Gein?
0: It's one thing yeah. to be fascinated by them. Like, when I say, like, I love Ed Kemper, I love Ed Gein, it's like, I love how messed up the story is and how many different right. layers there are to their
1: And psyche. how fascinating their psyches are, yeah.
0: Exactly. It's not anything about, I wouldn't want to go near them.
1: No. Well, we should, let's wrap it up. And then you and I can talk. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, and thank you
0: for writing in your email submissions, too. We get yeah. a bunch of them every day, and it's super awesome. And we're going to try to get to all of them.
1: And keep sending them to us. We, like today, we were inspired by another email to do an episode about hospitals. And uh, send them to girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on social media, too.
0: Yes, we've got Twitter. It's two girls, one ghost podcast, but the actual Twitter name is TGOG podcast. And then we have Instagram, um, the Facebook group. Well, we have a Facebook page that you can like. And then there's a Facebook group that's a private group that you can join for sharing stories yeah. with each other, any videos or articles that you find, or just.
1: And the awesome thing is that I feel like all of our social media, we post different things so you should follow us all of them
0: we do that's true we don't post the same thing across the board Mm -mm. so you just have to follow all of them
1: (laughs) yeah and then you should if you haven't already make sure you subscribe on itunes and give us a rating and review so we appreciate your positive feedback and then uh well why don't we stop recording now okay all right we will see See you on on the other other side. side